Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, from sunny Los Angeles, and today we're going to be talking about some incredible films. We're going to be talking about Aladdin, Halston, Tolkien, and Sesame Street. And it's also the 1st of June. It's always great to start off a new month because then you can start off the month clean and you can do whatever you want and set so many goals. And then the next month comes around. It's like you have 12 opportunities. So it's so great. Now we're going to be talking about Aladdin, but we're going to be talking to Catherine, who's from Eleven, and she's from Chicago. So I'm so excited to talk about Aladdin because I heard it was really good, but I want to hear from you, Catherine. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sure. So tell me a little bit about Aladdin because I know it just came out in theaters and everybody's talking about it, but I want to hear it from you. Oh, well, I mean, I absolutely loved it. Of course, it is kind of like based on the original, like it still kind of has some modern twist to it. What kind of modern twist are you talking about? Well, there's kind of more, it's like kind of the same music, but in a different way, kind of like, of course, because there are different singers singing it. And of course, it is a newer movie, not like, it's like live action, it's not like a animation or anything. So what kinds of songs do they sing in it? Because I know that in the first Latin, which is not the live action, you know, they definitely have a lot of films because, I mean, a lot of songs because, you know, Disney is always great with coming up with songs, but um, tell me, like, what kinds of songs were there? There were all of the original songs and also a couple new ones, too. And I just thought that the music was, like, really amazing. I, I just loved it. I think that that definitely makes a movie just because, you know, for those people who love music, like, who doesn't love music? And there's so much variety in music that... It really makes you pay attention and relate to the movie. So I definitely would have to... I definitely agree with you on the music, even though I haven't seen the movie, because, you know, they have to have good music just because they always come up with these amazing movies, and that's what they do. So that's great. So mm-hmm. what was your favorite character in Aladdin? My favorite character was probably the genie, because, um, all, first of all, Will, Will Smith plays him, and he is such an amazing actor, and also he kind of put his own twist on it. And, you know, uh, he was really, like, magical and entertaining and really charming, and I really liked him. He was also very funny. I was just listening to Will Smith's song, like, an hour ago, the song Men in Black. He is so cool. He, like, he raps, and he, like, he he definitely is so cool. So I definitely want to go see Will Smith, because who doesn't love Will Smith? <laughs> he, like, he's just great. So that's super cool. So, like, what, what kinds of other voice actors were there? There, well, I mean, just, like, in general, the actors, Naomi Scott, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Mina Massad, Menema. I don't know. Sorry if I'm not getting your name right. <laughs> that's okay. You're doing a really great job. So, so it sounds like there's a lot of variety in this. So that's really exciting. So what would you say your favorite scene was? My favorite scene was probably how, um, well, I mean, 
obviously I had so many favorite scenes, but one of like my favorite like couple seconds um, were, well, one of them was when they were dancing and kind of the, the genie was kind of controlling Aladdin, which I thought was kind of funny because it kind of overdid it. And then um, I also really liked how when when uh, the genie was describing how it was living in the really tiny lamp for like a thousand years. And so it was very cramped. I couldn't imagine living in a lamp. Like even just looking, I have this like really big lamp in my house, but I wouldn't even be able to fit in there. Like that would be weird. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know who would really want to live in a lamp. Just, you know, the only things that lamps are good for is when bugs fly into the lamp and then the bugs die. But, you know, like, we don't want bugs to die, but that's what happens. So, yeah. that's what... <laughs> Who does want to live in a lamp? <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Aladdin, Halston, Tolkien, and Sesame Street. Right now we're talking to Catherine about Aladdin, and we were just talking about how when bugs fly into the lamp, like at your house or anything, they die, which is really sad, but, you know, that's just how life works. So you might not want to live in a lamp, but a genie lamp might be a little different. So thankfully we all live in houses and apartments, and that's really nice. So Catherine, now let's segue into something not about bugs, but rather about Aladdin. So, what were your expectations when you found out you were going to see this film? Are you really excited? You know, you've seen, have you seen Aladdin before, not the live action version? Yes, I have. But, like, I always, in a Dis- I'm a Disney geek, honestly. I love all Disney movies, and I was so excited to see this. I was talking to a couple friends, and they said, oh, I'm not excited to see it. I'm like, well, it's a Disney movie. You should be. And then my expectations were, like, really met. I, I was so, I, I loved it so much. Wow, I love your enthusiasm. It's always great when we're on the show and film critics love these movies because that's what makes people want to see them. So I'm really happy that you enjoyed this film a lot. So I can't wait to check it out myself. And I have to definitely go watch the original Aladdin because that I watched that such a long time ago. And also catch up on some other Disney movies while I'm at it because Disney just makes great things. So, yeah. And was there any part of the film that you really related to? Like, you were watching it and you're like, oh, wow, that really relates to me. Or you were just watching it and you could empathize with it? Um, well, I mean, like, this could probably relate to people, like, a really long time ago. It didn't really relate to me, but, like, um, it, re- it could relate to a lot of women a long time ago because Jasmine was, like, being told, oh, don't talk, just you're better by your looks, like, don't talk or anything because she just wanted to be, like, sultan and she wanted to do that, but, like, um, people were putting her down for it. You know, because, well, I guess I could kind of relate to that because people kind of think of things like girls don't do, you know. So I could kind of relate to that. And I think that many people could. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine somebody telling me not to speak. I mean, that would be, like, so hurtful. But, you know, if somebody tells you not to speak, you have to remember that your voice is very important. So you should speak unless you're in a movie theater. Because you don't want to get, you don't want to speak in a movie theater because you want to enjoy the movie. 
Yeah, you know, I can kind of relate to her in some ways because people tell me, oh, don't do this. You're not strong enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I could kind of relate to her being put down by that. Oh, well, you are strong enough. It doesn't, the, I can't believe people say that. Yeah, people tell me not to do things too. It's like, yeah, it's, it's really weird, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, well, that's cool that you could relate to that in that movie. But, um, yeah, wow. And do you think that they're going to make another Aladdin live-action movie? Or do you think that this one was enough since they already made another Aladdin? What do you think? I think that this one is probably enough. Because, I mean, they've already made two. And, you know, so I just I just thought that this was it was very completed. <laughs> wow, okay. So that's great. Yeah, I definitely have to go see both of these. Just because I feel like I'm not included in like all this hype for Aladdin because I haven't seen it but it sounds great I mean I love when they make remakes of movies especially like when they made Incredibles 2 like so many years later you know so I think the the suspense is like keeping you waiting you want to wait you know I know, and especially in suspense in a, in a movie, is, I think that's one of the greatest things. It's sometimes, like, really annoying because you're like, oh, my God, like, I want them to tell me what's happening already. But then it's also great at the same time because you get to look forward to something. So I like suspense, especially in all areas of life, like even school, like when you get a test back and you're waiting, you're waiting for your test back and that's suspense, you know, suspense is, like, really good. So thank you for telling me that. And um, my question for you is, what do you think is the age and the star rating for this film? Okay, the star rating is a five out of five stars. It, my expectations were met, and I loved it so much. And I recommend I recommend this for six to fifteen. And I mean, adults would probably like watching this with their kids. I mean, my mom did. So I mean, yeah. Wow, that's so nice that you got to see it with your family. So. Um, family is like one of the best things especially watching a movie like you can definitely sit with your family have some popcorn watch a movie it's really a great thing to do but um thank you so much Catherine, for talking about aladdin thank you for having me sure so we're going to take a quick break i'm your host samantha marcus from sunny los angeles and you're listening to kids first coming attractions today's show is sponsored by sonic boom go team sonic Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Aladdin, and next we're going to be doing an encore episode of Halston with Morgan. So I'm so excited to talk about that. And we're going to be talking about a lot more today, but let's start with Morgan, who's from Los Angeles and is 14 about Halston. Welcome to the show, Morgan. Hi, nice to see you guys again. Sure. So tell us about Halston. I actually haven't heard of this film, so I'd love to hear more about it. Well, Halston is a documentary about the one, the only fashionista, Halston. And his name does sound very elegant, and so are his clothes. He actually designed hats in the 60s, and then he moved on to dresses in the 70s. And so it tells you all about his dresses, how he made them, and his hats as well. And the people who wore them, like Liza Minnelli and... J.F. Kennedy's wife and other people as well, and some of the models who worked with him and other people who did some of the clothing designs with him. That's so cool. Wow, I actually haven't heard of his designings, but that sounds super cool. Yeah, I would hats and clothes, and that's super cool. So did you actually get to go and go to like a screening and meet the people there, or did you just watch the film? No, we just watched the film. Oh, okay, cool. So did you know about Halston before you watched the film, or is this like your first time really knowing about it? I knew about him just a little bit, but I didn't really get to know him that well until I saw this film, which I think is actually something really fun, and that's why I'd recommend it. So was would you say that Halston would be your favorite character since it is mostly about him, or was there like somebody else in the documentary that you really identified with? I'd say that Halston is a very deep person, and, like, at the end, you didn't really know whether or not you liked him, hated him, or what to really think about him, so, like, in the end, you were just kind of perplexed, and I like how they conveyed that message of how people are really complex inside, and so I think he would be one of my favorite characters because of that, like, how complex and intimate he was. So you said that you don't know how you felt about him at the end. Like, what kinds of things did he do to make him feel like you wouldn't know how you felt about him? Well, he had a few adult lifestyles, but at the same time, he did break free from traditional dresses, and he used many different items in his clothing. Like, he didn't use zippers or buttons and stuff, so it made you, like, think that he was a very creative person, but at the same time, it also made you feel as if he was... A very unique person at the same time because he was also very difficult to work with and that that just made you feel kind of perplexed about him he was like kind of the person who had to be the boss no matter what wow i can't believe that yeah i think it's definitely good to be unique and to be the boss yeah that must be cool to be the boss of things but it's always good to have like a nice balance i would not know what that means to be the boss because I wouldn't really consider myself a boss, but I guess we all are bosses in our own way. So that's super cool. So would you say that there was a moment in the documentary that you really related to or you found very interesting or intriguing? 
Well, I found one of my favorite scenes or intriguing moments was when you got to see how Halston made his dresses. Because this showed you a moment of origami making in a way. Because he just took like two scissor snips of clothing and folded them on a model. And it just was so, well, intriguing. Because you were just like, he didn't use any sewing. He didn't use anything to hold the clothing together. But just folding and crafting. And it was just like awe-inspiring in a way. And after that, he became somebody huge who took the fashion world by storm because he broke free of everything. And then after that, he inspired people from now to make clothing that everybody likes. And I just find it really amazing. That is amazing, yeah. I mean, don't I don't really know of that many fashion designers, but I like one of the people I love is Betsy Johnson for like her jewelry and everything. So, you know, I think I would love to see this film too because it is really good to get out of your comfort zone and know more things about different people especially in the fashion world because we all wear clothes every single day and even though they might not be designer clothes you know it's always good to explore so that's amazing i know and that's why the film is perfect for everybody including mathematicians kids like you who are interested in fashion fashionistas um probably history people people who are really into history Heck, everyone, people who are lawyers, people who, just everyone, you know, who like this kind of stuff. So I would say that it's definitely a documentary for anyone who, like, just wants to go ahead and see how this story was made and why. Yep, I couldn't agree with you more. Definitely, fashion is so important. And even if you don't like fashion, you know, you can learn to love it because we are all fashionable. Even if we don't think so, a t-shirt and sweats is still fashionable. So that's <laughs> super, super cool. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Right now I'm talking to Morgan about Halston. And she was just telling us how even mathematicians would love this. Because, you know, if you're a mathematician, you would love this film. Because I'm sure you can relate to math in some way. But even if you can't. You know, there's something for everybody in movies. Like, no matter what movie it is, you can always find something to appreciate about it. So, that's what I love. Now, Morgan, did you have a favorite outfit that he made? Like, or a favorite piece of clothing that he made? I would say Jacqueline Kennedy's hats. They always had something unique about them, like the dents. And the fact that they were just always so pretty was cool. And I really like that... He had so many different hats for her. It was just, like, really awe-inspiring. And on top of that, she was actually the president's wife. And so he always had to design something new and original for her because she was always seen in public. And oh, I wow. really liked the hats because they were just really pretty. And I'd actually wear them today. Wow, yeah, I love hats, too. I mean, in California, you know, you can wear hats if you want. I mean, it's hot and humid, but it's also sometimes windy and rains once in a while. But... Hats are always good. They keep you warm and they add style. So hats are awesome. And when you found out that you got to see about this documentary, like what were your emotions? Were you excited? Were you intrigued? Were you mysterious? I remember writing Ranny, oh my gosh, I'm ready to plan an outfit and everything. I was just jumping up and down upon the walls so excited. And I was like, yes, as soon as she said it. So I was enthusiastic as a kid could be. Like a kid in a candy store almost. Yep, candy um, because is it was so something awesome. New. Yeah, I mean, you know, I never even heard of Houston before. But now I really want to go check out this documentary. Because, like you said, anybody could really relate to it. And who doesn't love fashion? So that is great. And 
so do you think that they're going to make another documentary about Halston, like what he's doing now or future? Like what, what, what do you think? No, because this documentary did end with him dying. So I don't think they really have that much more to say about him. But I think they will end up making more documentaries about other fashionistas from the 60s and 70s. Um, and it, covered all, it also did cover his whole life from beginning to end. How he was a boy from Iowa and how he made hats and dresses and how he started out at his company and how he went to JCPenney's and all that. So it told you a lot about his life and his background and from um, beginning and end is what they told. So I don't think they're going to do any more things with him. Okay, well, I definitely have to go and find out and look for his outfits and everything because I want to be more involved with that. Do you know where they sell his stuff? Um, I don't think they have any more Halston outfits available anymore, as a matter of fact, because they probably are antiques. But I think the clothing that we wear right now, like ones that have long sleeves and don't really have that many zippers and stuff, are probably Halston-related in a way, or are inspired by him. Okay. Well, that's cool to know that I'm wearing a Halston jacket right now with a zipper. That's cool. Yes, um, it is. Yeah, so... How did it, I know you're talking about it ended with him dying, but, like, what did you take away from the documentary? Um, I took away a lot of things, honestly. Like, how you need to be original, even though nobody says that you shouldn't. Also, I took away that you should not sell your name. That's, like, one of the main um, lessons of this whole thing, because he ended up selling his name to JCPenney's and a company, and so this kind of tells you that your name is something that you should own no matter what. Because it's something that you have till the end. And um, no matter what legal contract you sign, you should never sell it. And that's like one of the main messages that I took from this. That's good. Yeah. Don't ever sell your name. When my parents named me Samantha, they thought that that was the most unique name in the world. But it's not. It's like one of the most common. But... Never sell your name, even though it might be unique, because you do have your last name, so and your middle name, too. So your name is, like, you know, very cool. And they say that there are, like, seven people in the world who look like you. So even keeping your name will help you be distinguished from them. So, well, Morgan, my last question for you is, what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film? Um, I would say that the age for this would probably be 12 to 18, because... I think kids will find this to be very intriguing and will like it. And like I said, mathematicians and other people will enjoy it as well. And I think that there are a few adult content things that younger kids will understand. But if you're older, you will definitely find the things that he makes to be awe-inspiring and very pretty. And Studio 54 is something that kids will not exactly like or understand exactly. But adults will find it very perplexing and it will probably remind them of something that happened when they were younger and I would give this probably four and a half out of five terrifically twirling dresses wow I love that thank you that sounds awesome so I'm so glad that we got to talk to you on the show today thank you so much for talking about Halston I learned a lot you taught me a lot and I'm sure viewers will feel the same way so thank you well thank you so much for having me Let's take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kit's First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom. Go Team Sonic.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm your host samantha marcus from sunny los angeles and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been doing an encore episode of halston with morgan and next we're going to be talking about tolkien with rowan and Callista. i am so excited to talk about tolkien it's one of the newest films and we're going to have so much fun Right now, we're going to be talking to Rowan, who's from New York City and is 14. And we're going to be talking with Callista, who's from Los Angeles and is 15. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Sure. So, Rowan, could you do us a favor and tell us a little bit about Tolkien? Um, Well, Tolkien is like a biofilm about the life of J.R.R. Tolkien. It's pronounced Tolkien, who wrote the Lord of the Rings novels and... It also incorporates lots of the fantasy elements of the things that he wrote about. Have you read his novels before? Read some of them. Not so, all of them. So, like, what was it like watching this movie knowing that you've read those books? Like, did it help to understand the film? Was it, like, how did they compare? Um, well, it's definitely great standalone film, but there are lots of points that, like, refer back and make sense as that was definitely the inspiration to a certain part of the book. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can totally see that. And Callista, what did you think about the film? I thought it was pretty enjoyable. This, uh, even though I usually don't really like biopics and also I haven't read a Tolkien book. Yeah, I honestly, I haven't read one either, but it sounds really interesting. And I was like looking about this film online and it does seem very, very intriguing, you know, and you are talking about this film and I definitely want to see it. So I guess I'll have to. So, Rowan, what would you say was your favorite character in this film? I think my favorite character was probably Tolkien himself, because a lot of it is focused on his story and not 
and some characters really don't get developed that much because it's mainly told from his perspective. So people who don't doesn't really know don't really get developed because we only met them like once or twice. Right. So do you wish that they developed the characters a little more? Well, I feel like it actually it does definitely make sense for like the way the film's formatted. I feel like while some of these characters would definitely be interesting developed, it definitely makes sense not to. True, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've seen some films where some characters aren't as developed, and even though they might not have been as developed, the film is so great overall. And Callista, could you tell us a little bit about Tolkien's story? Because like for people like me who haven't seen it, I think it would be like really interesting to give like a little background about it. So if you could tell us a little bit about that, without giving any spoilers away, of course. Okay, so most of the movie takes place during his high school years. And a lot of the movie is centered around his friendship with three other boys in his school. Uh, the formation of their club, the TCBS, which is a tea club. And also his relationship with Edith Bratt, who he would later fall in love with. And that's basically a lot of the movie. Oh, that's great. Yeah, definitely sounds like very interesting. Yeah, high school. Wow. I remember when I was in high school... Good times. Now, um, Rowan and Calista, you guys are both in high school, right? Yes. So, Rowan, being a high schooler, you know, was it easy to relate to this film? Because, you know, being in high school, like, so many things go on in high school. Like, wow, I can't even believe it. And Well, they definitely do a good job of portraying, like, the childhood eras of his life. And they definitely, it's, like, very relatable, most of his early years. And then it, you, it starts to really develop how he was definitely special. Right, right. Yeah, wow, this film just sounds really great. I mean, I definitely, like, can't wait to check it out because you guys are both talking about it, and it just, it just sounds so interesting. I always love hosting this show because, you know, it's always great to hear about all these films that I haven't seen because I haven't been to the movies lately, but I definitely need to check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Right now I'm talking to Rowan and Calista about Tolkien. So Rowan was just telling us how this film is developed through Tolkien's life and his story and how even though the characters aren't really that developed, the film is still put together in a great way and it is worth seeing. So Calista, what would you say is your favorite scene in this film? I think there's quite a few scenes that I really liked, especially as someone who is writing my own stories. Um, a lot of the scenes involving Tolkien's ideas and his made-up languages are really good. I think a standout for me would be uh, the scene where him and his girlfriend, Edith Bratt, are in a fancy restaurant. And they're talking about little mythological stories that Tolkien has developed. And, and this is also a really good scene of chemistry between the two. I think they have a really good relationship and this scene demonstrates that very well. Yeah, I always love watching movies, especially like when there is great chemistry between the characters, because it really does make the film more interesting and more relatable, especially like relationships with your friends and your family or a boyfriend or girlfriend. Like there's relationships everywhere. And I think that that's the best part of movies sometimes is when you see these characters really get along well. Now, Rowan, since you have read some of the books, what were your expectations going into seeing this film? Were you very excited were you kind of on the fence like were you did you really not have a preference because you knew some of the his background what was it like well 
I only really knew I was going to see this film like this day after I got told about it late. But yeah, I was kind of like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. But I didn't have any time to do any like reset beforehand, so I didn't really know what to expect. I like sort of knew it was a biopic of his life, but that's it. I didn't even seem like, I seen like one failure on the TV at some point. That's it. Wow. So Callista, Rome was just talking about how he didn't know what to expect. Was there any moment in the film where you didn't know what to expect, where you watched it and you're like, wow, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I just saw that. I can think of a few, but they're like very spoiler-ish. They're like events that have to have occurred to get there, which are definitely spoilers. Right, okay, well, we definitely don't want any spoilers, so that's definitely, we want to stay away from that because spoilers are, even though they're fun, they're not fun to everybody just because, you know, we are film critics and we do like to see the films and not have them spoiled. So, Callista, could you tell us, like, any moments in the film where you were just really excited and you were like, wow, I'm, I'm so excited to see this and something in the film that you could really relate to? I think one thing that I feel like one scene that I could relate to was I'm not going to give any spoilers because the scene is kind of spoilery, but there's a scene where he's like imagining the world around him as like this magical and fantasy battlefield, which I kind of relate to in terms of how I imagine scenes for my stories. So wait, you write your own stories? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, yeah, you did mention that, like, a few minutes ago, and I wasn't sure if you were talking about you writing your own stories or if that was about the film, but, wow, that's so interesting. So I'm sure this was, like, really fun to watch then because that is what you're watching about, right? Yeah, that's how I would describe it. So as a story writer yourself, like, did you see any similarities between the things that you write and the things that happened in Tolkien? Or do you say more, like, differences? Like, not. I know the content might not be the same, but, like, the writing style. Kind of, because I feel like a lot of the scenes where he talks about his worlds and his ideas, I felt it was similar to how I tell people about my stories and how I imagine scenes from all of them. Because, like, the way he sort of imagined, like, this magical battlefield going on, that kind of... that felt very similar to how I try to imagine how scenes would play out. Right. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I don't write my own stories, but I would love to hear some of yours one day. Wow. So that's super cool. And um, Rowan, could you tell us the age and the star rating for this film? Yep. I'll give it a five out of five stars. Probably one of my favorite films so far. I like biopics. Really good. And I'll recommend for ages 11 to 18 because some of the world war ii scenes are quite violent i've had okay. some scary yeah i totally couldn't agree with you more and um would you say that there were what were like the morals or messages of this film that viewers could relate to and i think the main message was to continue trying to overcome obstacles in order to accomplish what to over to accomplish your goal but also there's a lot about how you need to find out what your goal is because often the movie was t 
Tolkien trying to figure out what he actually wanted and not noticing what he actually wanted at the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Like sometimes as like, even just people in general, like they don't really know what they want, but as like life goes on, you tend to figure that out. So I think that that's really cool. Well, thank you so much, Rowan and Callista for talking about Tolkien. Thanks for having us. Let's take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom, Go Team Sonic. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus from los angeles and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about tolkien and next we'll be talking with Catherine, who is 11 and is from chicago about sesame street so Sesame Street Awesome Alphabet Collection. We talked about that last week too and that's the first time where i learned the show is not about a duck but it is about a bird. So we're going to be talking about Big Bird today as well, and we're going to be talking with Catherine. So Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. So Sesame Street Awesome Alphabet Collection, what did you think? I just thought it was adorable. It had so many funny little parodies to songs that we all know. And it had a lot of celebrities, and I just thought it was really cute. Who was your favorite celebrity that was on the show? I, well, oh, that's a, it's a really hard one. I think I really liked Chance the Rapper. Ooh, Chance the Rapper, cool. Yeah, so uh, Cookie Monster did a little play with Chance the Rapper, you know, and I thought that that was really cute. Oh, that is cute. Chance the Rapper. I'm trying to think of some of his songs, but do you know of any of his songs? 
Um, actually, I am trying to think of them too. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we'll have to definitely look this up after the show and find out because yeah. I it's like it's like I really need to know what he sings, but um I feel bad. Chance, if you're listening, I am sorry. You are so cool, but I did not know your songs off the top of my head, but I'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> so um so in Sesame Street, I'm sure there were a lot of characters like the cookie monster, like you said, the guy in the trash can. Like, I don't know what his name is. What is his name? I think it's Oscar. Oscar. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it's not a real guy in a trash can. It is a green... Is he a monster? Yeah, I would say. Okay, he's a green monster in a trash can. So that's interesting. And then we have Big Bird. And then we have, like, all these characters. So what was your favorite character? My... Oh, that's a... Oh, that's a really hard one. Oh, my gosh. Um... Usually watching Sesame Streets, I always love Cookie Monster because he's so hilarious. I mean, I just love all of the monsters because they all have, like, funny, improper grammar with... But I just think it's kind of funny. But I think I liked Cookie Monster because he, he's, he just can't resist some things. And, you know, I just love him for that. And he's so funny. And he loves cookies like me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so... Does he just eat chocolate chip cookies, or does he eat others, too? I believe it's chocolate chip, but I don't know. At least that's what I remember. <laughs> What's your favorite cookie? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Um, I guess it just depends where, where you're kind of going to, but normally I like chocolate chip. Chocolate chip's always a classic. Yep, I love rainbow cookies. Black and white cookies are really good. Um, Fig Newtons are interesting, too. There's so many cookies. Cookie Monster has got us hungry. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. So Cookie Monster has a lot of cookies, and he's hilarious. It's really good to know. And what would you say is your favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene? Well, I mean, I just... I loved when Elmo was laying in bed and he got a celebrity lullaby. Um, so I thought that that was pretty funny and it was a very calming lullaby. That's very cool how they had all these lullabies. It makes me want to go to sleep. But we're doing a radio show, so we can't sleep. It's time to partay. So, very, very cool. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Aladdin, Halston, Tolkien, and Sesame Street. Right now I'm talking to Catherine about Sesame Street, and we were just talking about how it's time to partay with Sesame Street because Sesame Street... It seems so funny. It has lullabies, the Cookie Monster, Oscar, Big Bird, and Elmo. So just when you think you couldn't have enough of one character, you have so many characters to look forward to, so many laughs. It's really great. So do you think that there was a part of the film that that really made you... I mean, it's not a film, right? It's a series? Yeah, I would say Okay, so was there a part of the series that really made you smile or laugh or just really put you in a good mood? I just loved the parodies of some of these songs. It was it was so 
funny. It's just all of the parodies made me maybe laugh a lot. Or, like, I guess just kind of the pop culture stuff, you know. So they have a lot of that. What kinds of parodies? Could you give us an example? There was a song, um, and it was... Oh, dang it, I am totally blanking on this right now. But there was... Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting. Like, it's like, I can't get enough of you, you, or something. I don't know. Oh, why am I forgetting? It's okay. We still love you. It's all right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Anyway, we'll have to... We just have to check it out ourselves. You don't want to spoil it for us, right? No. So, <laughs> okay. So, we'll definitely check that out. And how did the series end like what was i don't want you to tell us how it ended because that's spoiler alert but like as far as how it all came together how did that make you feel um overall i just like when it ended i was kind of satisfied because you know i really liked it and it was just it was very well put together it did have some recent things, but also some older things, like um, some recent things like um, Sia, like singing with all of the characters. But then it had, um, which was a long time ago, uh, my mom was saying, yeah, my mom was saying like, oh, this was back when I watched this stuff. And so it was Mr. Snuffleupagus. And Big Bird singing together, so. Wow, Mr. Snuffleupagus. That's like one of the coolest names I've ever heard. I know, it is. <laughs> it's also like very hard to say. What is he, though? He's kind of kind of an elephant without ear, ears, but like. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like fuzzy too I don't know how to explain it he's like fuzzy but like has no ears but like an elephant <laughs> well I know what I'm naming my next pet Mr. Snuffleupagus wow <laughs> my dog's name is Mickey so I can't name him that but okay well Mr. Snuffleupagus and all the other characters well that makes me laugh already so I can't wait to see this okay so let's say somebody comes up to you and they say, Catherine, I've heard about Sesame Street Awesome Alphabet Collection, but I want you to convince me why I should see it. What would you tell them? I would tell them, I was like, well, I think, first of all, the characters are so funny and they're so adorable. And also, they just have so many pop culture references. And, you know, it's a very safe thing for kids. Like, I would, it's like a very safe thing for kids. That's so cute. Yeah, I definitely want to watch this because it'll take me back to my childhood years because 19, I'm getting old, going to need a cane soon. Um, just kidding. I'm actually great. I walk well. But um, yeah, 19, like, I'm almost an adult. I guess I would be considered an adult. So I definitely want to go back and go back to my little kid years and watch all these shows. It'll put a smile on my face because sometimes when you get stressed at school, you just got to watch them Sesame Street. So that's great. And Catherine, what would you say is the age and the star rating for this series? I recommend this for ages two to seven, probably. I mean, even though I enjoyed it. 
And I feel like the adults with their kids will like to see all the parodies because they know all the songs and, you know. And I think that the star rating is a five out of five stars again. (laughs) Wow, you are such a great rater. Five out of five stars. That's what we love to hear. So, Catherine, thank you so much for talking about Sesame Street Awesome Alphabet Collection. Thank you for having me. Sure, if you want to check out Sesame Street Awesome Alphabet Collection, go check it out. It will make you laugh. You can see all these characters and have a lot of fun. Bring your friends, watch it at home, watch it online. Just watch it because Catherine said it was great. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Sonic Boom Go Team Sonic. I'm Samantha Marcus from Los Angeles, and I want to thank you guys so much for listening. We love our show, and we love having you listen to it. Good luck on finals, because I'm sure you guys are getting out of school. And um, just finish off strong, and remember... When you're done, you can go check out these amazing movies and hang out with your friends and family. Push through. You guys can do it. You guys are strong. And school's not forever, so enjoy it while it lasts. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.